This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Jason Shepard. Catcher Noah Hill. Noah Hill leading things off for the Cougars in the top of the seventh inning. It's a 2-2 ball game. The Cougars and the Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Noah with one of BYU's two RBIs on the evening. On deck is Carson Matthews. First pitch to Noah, high and outside for ball one. Islanders pitcher, still the lefty, Cody LeCompte. The 1-0 pitch to Noah. Bunt to Itchy Burtz, who can't glove it. And Noah Hill is going to end up at first base. Nice job by Noah. Yeah, push bunt there. Tried to see if he could get the left-hander to get off the mound. And second baseman had the only play the second baseman had was the glove flip. He was going to have to glove flip it, which would have been a close play. And they just put an E4 up on the board, which... Uh, I'm not buying that one. I mean, that's that a tough was, play. That it, was a great push bunt by Noah. a 100% homer book play right there. I don't like that call at all. Noah deserved a hit on that. I guess the good news is, though, he's on base. Carson Matthews at the plate. Facing LeCompte. 1-0 pitch. Matthews showed bunt, pulled back. Gets ahead in the count. Two balls and no strikes with nobody out. A little 2-0 count here. Hill doesn't run extremely well, but uh, might see a hit and run here. Danny Jelilich on, on deck for the Cougars. Ball in the dirt. Ball three. And now if you're Carson Matthews, just keep that bat on your shoulder. I, yeah. you got to give him a take here, don't you? You've got you, you gotta, think so. you got to take this. Hasn't thrown a strike yet until that pitch. Strike one, three balls and one strike to Carson Matthews. Top of the order coming up for the Cougars in the form of Danny Jelilich on deck. 2-2 ball game, nobody out. Noah Hill at first. Matthews the batter and a throw over to first. Hill back safely. Yeah, definitely not his best move there. Just an just a easy show. Maybe seeing if... A lot of times lefties will do that high leg, lazy pick to first to see if the batter will show bunt. 3-1 pitch, taken for strike two. Matthews was up, three yeah, balls and no strikes, he, and now he, the count's full at 3-2. He called a bunt right there. They didn't like it, so he pulled back. 3-2 pitch, lined in the center field, played perfectly by Nick Anderson, moved up about two steps and made the play, one away. Now Danny Jelilich, the batter for the BYU Cougars, still with Noah Hill at first base. Yeah, it's tough in these situations where you, you don't make positive outs, right? Coach wanted him to bunt there. He pulls back on both of them on called strikes, and he swings, hits a hard line drive to center. Good, good swing, but we don't get a chance to advance the runner in, this, in the seventh inning. LeCompte over to first. Hill back. Brian Sue on deck. Jelilich, the batter, can certainly do damage. He gets the right pitch. A little blooper into right field. That's going to drop in front of the right fielder who couldn't glove it. Noah Hill's going to advance to third, and Jelilich has a double. 
Yeah, i tell you one thing. The most frustrating part about the whole play, Shep, is that his back leg was able to knock that ball down because he dove for it, right? He misses. He missed. It, it, lands, it bounces in front of him, and his back leg had a scorpion up in the air, knocks the ball down, or else if that gets the wall. Noah scores. Noah scores, and, and Jelly has a triple with one out, and that's exactly where you want to be. Brian Sue. He's had some productive at-bats already. He's got two singles. A single here may score two. One out. First pitch to Brian is a swing and a miss for strike one. Yeah, breaking ball right there. Good pitch. Noah Hill at third. Danny Jelilich at second. That's where you need, a, you need your senior to come up clutch. The infield in the middle is playing back, so a ground ball is going to take a lead. But let's get greedy here, right? Let's get the hit. I'm okay for just the ground ball, but I want two runs here. A one pitch to Sue outside for ball one, evening the count at one ball and one strike. You would think that they might play more in. The only guy who's playing in right now is the third baseman. I'm a little surprised. First baseman's in no man's land a little bit, kind of in between, but the infielders are way back, which means they have a lot of confidence in their offense or their pitcher. One one pitch. Sue grounds that ball foul. Right to head coach Mike Littlewood at third base. Did he make the play? I looked away. He did. Well, he was a drafted third baseman. That's right. He's, he's got skills. The count to Brian Sue now one ball and two strikes. Well, now Any, I, Anything I, up the middle yeah. scoring two runs. Well, now I won't get Grady Shep. Now I just want to find a way to score a run. Just find a way to score a run. This is a good team at bat. Brock Hale on deck. The one-two pitch. Brian Sue turns on that. Fouls it just past the Islanders' dugout. I know you don't have as much invested in this team as I do, Shep, and I know you love this team, but my heart's starting to pound right now. <laughs> That's the big part of the game, seventh inning tied ball game. Need a run here. A run here would be big. Late inning runs are a big deal. One-two pitch. Great. Nice job by Sue to take that. Yeah. Great Evening the take. count at two and two. Great take right there. It looked like he wanted to swing on that, but was able to hold off. So center fielder's playing extremely deep. Left fielder's normal, but right field shortened up quite a bit. Still, right up the middle is wide open. Two-two pitch to Sue in the dirt for ball three. Full count for the BYU first baseman, Brian Sue, with one out and two runners in scoring position. Well, he's got to come at him right here because you have the best hitter on deck. And the last thing you want to do is put Brock Hill up with bases loaded. So Sue's got expecting that he's going to get a good pitch to hit here. And he's got to be on time and ready for it. 3-2 pitch from LeCompte. On its way. Swing and a foul ball. Nice job by Sue to stay alive. Yeah, fantastic battle going on right here. These are the big turning points in the game momentum-wise and, and what we call game-winning type plays that it's a pressure situation where you have to find a way to get a job done to help your team out. 3-2 pitch to Sue. On its way. Swing and a miss. A little foul tip into the glove of the catcher, Drake Osborne. Just got a piece of it. Brian Sue strikes out. Now two outs with runners at second and third. Big bat, though, coming to the plate. Brock Hale steps into the batter's box. Yeah, and Brock's not going to get a ton to hit here. I'd be surprised because you have the left-on-left -left matchup on deck with Clough. So if Brock gets one early, he's got to attack. 
First pitch to Brock. Yes. Lined right up the middle into center field. That will score two runs. Noah Hill scores from third. Jelilich scores from second. And it's a two-run single for Brock Hale. And the Cougars retake the lead at 4-2. to two. Yeah, that's, that's big time. Man, I'm sitting there thinking, how do you throw that pitch to that guy right there? Right? I'm, I'm with you. I, to the point I almost thought they were going to raise the four fingers and just put him on first. That's what I thought. I mean, that's, it's a no-brainer in my opinion that you would do that. But, boy, great big-time pickup at bat there by Brock Hale. Late inning runs and two out runs yeah. are big deals when you're trying to win a game. Yeah, I mean, three of our four runs have been in two outs, right? And that's what your big leaders are supposed to do, right? I mean, you have seniors in Noah Hill who has an RBI with two outs. Right. And then you have your, your All-American candidate in Brock Hale up with two outs. First base open, they pitch to him, and you make it hurt. You didn't? What did you say? What's been open all night? The middle, the of, the middle field. of the field. Right. And he hit a two-hopper up the middle for two runs. And Jelilich from second was really able to kind of cruise in. Yeah, he's going to cruise. With his speed, it doesn't matter where the outfield's playing. He's going to score. Left-handed batter Jackson Clough facing LeCompte. LeCompte's 0-1 pitch to Clough. Inside, but gets the inside corner. Now 0-2 to the BYU second baseman. Yeah, a little slider that kind of stayed inside. Jackson's good against lefties, though. If he gets a pitch elevated, he can still do some damage. Keaton Kringlin on deck if Jackson can get on base. No 2 pitch. Outside for ball one. Oh, and Brock great. Hale is going to steal second base on a no throw from the catcher, Drake Osborne. Yeah, delay still right there. So Brock took two or three hard steps, acted like it was a secondary, and then took off and caught the middle infield napping. They didn't get there in time, and the catcher couldn't even make a throw, which now you're in a big situation for Jackson to really make that hurt. Now's when you get greedy. We've scored two to retake the lead at 4-2. to two. Let's add another one. 1-2 one, pitch to Clough. Oh, oh, oh. That's close. Dangerously close to a strike. You know, Call ball two. We're so high up here. What do you think, about 30 feet up in the air? I'd say about from that. From field level that it's hard to tell depth, you know, the height of that pitch. But, boy, that looked close. Kringlin on deck. Clough at the plate. Awaiting the 2-2 pitch from Cody LeCompte. 2-2 pitch. Turns on it, yes. and that's going to be a base hit just past the first baseman and down the right field line. Brock Hale will score from second base, and Jackson Clough will stop at second. The Cougars adding a run in the top of the seventh inning and now lead Texas A&M Corpus Christi 5-2. to two. That's just big time. That's fantastic. That's how you make it hurt, right? The delayed steal, okay, gets a runner on second, and then another two-out hit. Four of our five runs on two outs. And now you're still in that same situation with a guy who just, he, he lives RBIs. Keaton, his whole career is an RBI machine. Clough at second, two outs. Kringlin at the plate. And that pitch from LeCompte way outside for ball one. How many times did we talk about in the previous weekend series against Northwestern about BYU rallying back? Something maybe didn't go so well in the, yep. in the inning before, and how do they respond? BYU has done a fantastic job of responding after Texas A&M Corpus Christi scored two runs to tie this ball game up. Yeah, they tie it up, and then two innings later we come back hot with three two-out runs. Leaders coming through, hoping to add a fourth this inning. It's what you have to do to be a good team. One ball, one strike to Keaton Kringlin. The pitch from LeCompte 
Oh, man. Keaton just got a piece of it and fouled it to his left. That pitch right there. It's a fastball running away, and I don't know if you noticed yet, but the second baseman took off to second. He took off thinking there was a pickoff. So there's nobody over there. There's a guy standing at second base. That whole four hole was wide open. You could just barely tap it there, and it'd be an RBI. One-two pitch to Kringlin. Outside and in the dirt. Nice job by Osborne to keep that in front of him. Otherwise, Clough's at third base. You know, Keaton struggled just a little bit to start the year, right? Had a couple hits in our game, too, but hasn't been himself of late. This would be huge for his confidence. If he can find a way to get a hit right here, knowing him, it would really change the outset of the way that his season can go because he's a guy that lids off, breeds off confidence and success. When he's rolling, it's impossible to stop the kid. He's the DH tonight. He's facing a 2-2 count from LeCompte. And there's the pitch. That ball lined into the gap. That may roll all the way to the wall. Picked up just short of the warning track. Keaton sliding headfirst into second base. And Jackson Clough scoring from second. That's now four runs in the top of the seventh inning. And the Cougars leading the Islanders 6-2. to two. And how big is that right there? That's fantastic. Got a breaking ball away. And he's so strong that he muscles it into left center. And it doesn't get to the wall. He does a fantastic job in left field cutting that off, but Keaton's like, you know what, I'm getting a double out of this, and just barely gets it there, slides in there safe, and now we're in another two-out situation to add on again. The batter, Mitch McIntyre, who's already homered in this game. In fact, his solo shot gave BYU the early lead at one run to nothing. BYU plated four four runs here in the top of the seventh. The comps pitch to McIntyre in for strike one. One ball and one strike. And once again, as you mentioned, same situation. Two outs and a runner in scoring position at second base. Eleven hits now for the Cougars. Seven for the Islanders. Well, when we talk offensively all the time, is let's have a crooked inning, right? We want to put a crooked number on that scoreboard. It's nice to score one, but when you can put up crooked numbers, that's where momentum is created, and that's how separation in a score can be created. Just a fantastic job here in the seventh inning to to be able to put up a four spot. Two balls and one strike to McIntyre. Throw to second base, trying to get Keaton Kringlin napping, but Keaton able to get back. When we talk about how tough this game is, right? The pitcher in the, the, his last inning came in and dominated, right? It was, we were said, wow, that inning was quick, his first inning of yes. work. And then we really made him labor this inning and, and, and made it hurt. Yeah, LeCompte has been working for this one. Two and one. McIntyre pops it up. Foul territory. The third baseman, Sanchez, over to make the play. BYU scores four runs in the top of the seventh. We head to the bottom of the seventh with the Cougars leading 6-2 to two on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It seems appropriate that here in Texas, they're playing over the PA system deep in the heart of Texas. We're at Whataburger Field in Corpus Christi. Jason Shepard and Tuckett Slade, your broadcasters here on BYU Radio. Thanks for tuning in to BYU Baseball. BYU scoring four runs in the top of the seventh inning to retake the lead. BYU now on top, six to four, excuse me, six to two here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Reed McLaughlin still the pitcher for the BYU Cougars. 
He's facing the designated hitter, Andruid Martinez from Venezuela. Big time answer for the Cougars after the Islanders tied this game up two innings ago. BYU with some clutch two out hits. Got a two run single from Brock Hale. An RBI double and another RBI double from Clough and Kringlin to score those four runs. Now BYU up 6-2. to two. Looking to improve to 3-2 and two on the season. Pitch from McLaughlin outside. Now 1-2 and two to Martinez. We mentioned at the top of the broadcast this Islanders team started out their year with two wins and then have lost three in a row. And in particular, the last two games... They've given up 10 runs apiece. So they've been allowing teams to score, and BYU's got six already. Martinez chops that one to Jackson Clough at second base. He throws to first for the first out on the bottom of the seventh inning. Steven Rivera Shaheen. The Corpus Christi shortstop. Chef, you didn't happen way. to get the names of the umpires tonight, did you? I did not. That's actually something I was looking for. Oh, and that information I, was I not given it. to me. I found it. Home plate umpire is Jerry Hayes. First is James Ainsworth. Third is Jeff Beeman. Rivera Chassin fouls off the first pitch from McLaughlin. Can I just tell you how much I love getting the first out of an inning? It puts <laughs> it my stress level <laughs> such lower. It changes the dynamic of everything that the pitcher wants to do, and it changes the dynamic of everything that the hitter wants to do. Yeah. Not allowing that leadoff man on base is such a huge advantage for the pitcher on the mound. Swing and a foul ball. Rivera Shaheen in the hole 0-2. And let's give some props to Reed McLaughlin. He came in in relief of Jared Lesser and has done a really nice job. Yeah, he really has. And Jared did a very nice job tonight. Yeah. 0-2 pitch, high for ball one. Yeah, I like that pitch right there. See if he can kind of get him to chase. Yeah, Jared was fantastic. His first start in his BYU career came in, you know, through four really good innings. You know, gave up the two in the fifth. Um, They got a couple of clutch hits on him. And then Reed comes in and got out of the inning for him, but... Really good, uh, really good start there for Jared. The one-two pitch, high and outside, evens the count at two balls and two strikes to Stephen Rivera Shaheen. You know, you just ask your, you ask your starting pitchers, just give you a chance, right? If you can keep the game close by, you know, limiting their runs, it makes it so much easier. So at the end of the game, you can find a way to win a game. One out. 2-2 pitch from McLaughlin. Great pitch. Gets him inside for strike three looking. Nice job by Reed McLaughlin to paint that inside corner. Yeah, that's the thing. Reed, Reed's fastball command is one of the best on the team. That's the thing that's First so impressive about him coming in as a freshman. You know, true freshman coming in here. He's 89-91. And his fastball command, he's not afraid of a moment. And he'll just go and attack, attack, attack. And that's a fantastic pitch right there. The batter, Luke Marbach, the first baseman for the Islanders. Marbach has a single, is grounded out. It's first pitch from McLaughlin. It's swung on and fouled to the right side. With that foul ball, we remind you to call Evans Glass at 884-3995 for all of your glass 
No runners on, two outs. Reed McLaughlin looking to make quick work of the Islanders here in the bottom of the inning. That ball ricochets off the glove of McLaughlin. Took a weird hop and jumped right over the glove of Jackson Clough. Yeah, Reed put a little English on that. Because of his tip, it started to go the opposite way. And then Jackson had to stop and kind of lunge for it and took one bad hop on him. Tough break there. Marbach now at first with two outs. The batter is the third baseman, Enrique Sanchez Jr. Sanchez Jr. from Houston, Texas. He's 5'9", 210-pound senior. They give Clough an error on that. E4. That's pretty... <laughs> After it was after it was yeah. ricocheted off of Reed's glove, I'm, I'm, I think that's a little unfair. Yeah, I don't I don't like that ruling, but let me be honest here, I haven't liked a lot of their rulings tonight. I had already written down you know? base hit. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I mean, in common knowledge of baseball, hey, that ball ricochets off a pitcher. It's got English going the other way. The minute it hit the dirt, it went the opposite way of where Clef was going. It's a tough play. Now, he'd tell you, yeah, I should have made that sure. play because he's a competitor and he believes that. He should make every play, which is what we love him. Yes. But, uh, hey, give the kid a break. And Reed's sitting there like, yeah, give it, a, give it an air. Just in case he does score, it's unearned. It's like in, it's <laughs> like in the NFL when uh, the pass is tipped, there's no pass interference. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> one ball and one strike to Enrique Sanchez Jr. Runner on first, two outs. BYU leading 6-2. to two. We're in the bottom of the seventh inning from Corpus Christi. 1-1 one, one pitch. Ground ball to DJ McNew and was backing up, kind of ate him up. Went over his head and into left field. That'll be a base hit for Sanchez. And now runners at first and second with two outs. Yeah, I mean, bad read there by DJ. Drop stepped and, and, and tried to use his body to block it instead of just, hey, opening up with the glove. And now here we are, right? Yeah. Two outs, first and second, back-to-back -back airs. And they got something rolling. And, and Reed's made good pitches, yes. right? Yes, Reed has made fantastic pitches. As you mentioned, E5, back-to-back -back errors. That now evens the errors at two apiece for each team. Itchy Burtz at the plate. The runners at first and second and two outs. McLaughlin's pitch to Burtz. Line right at the shortstop. Carson Matthews dives to his left, makes the catch. No harm, no foul for the Cougars in the bottom of the seventh. No run score for the Islanders. We head to the top of the eighth. Cougars coming to the plate, leading 6-2 to two on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Jason Shepard. Number 36, Tyler Miller, the new pitcher for the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. Would assume he's a humble guy. He's from Humble, Texas. <laughs> have you done your Thanks. research? I know you have on how many you did it for Cal, <laughs> for how many Texans they have on this team. Well, the the point I was making in the Cal game was the entire starting lineup was from Cal. That's I didn't true. necessarily count how many was from the state of California. But yes, Tyler Miller is a freshman right-handed pitcher from Humble, Texas. He's six five, two hundred and five pounds, tall guy, linky guy. He'll face DJ McNew. The Cougars begin the top of the eighth inning with a 6-2 lead. Noah Hill on deck. 
Noah's had quite the evening. First pitch to DJ. Called ball one, low and inside. Nice job by the Cougars to get out of that jam in the bottom of the seventh inning. Not allowing a run to score. Swing and a miss by McNew. Evening the count at one ball and one strike. Cougars are going to face a really good team tomorrow in Ohio State. Right here at Whataburger Field. It's part of the Clyburg Bank, or Clayburg Bank, excuse me, College right. Classic. You've been talking about it all day. I'm not going to say that name wrong. I'm not going to say that name wrong, and you finally did. Well, I even said it. It's K-L-E. You would think Kleberg. DJ McNew turns on that ball, heads down the left field line, and just foul. Otherwise, that had home run distance. Yes, it did. Uh, he has a lot of pop. He's a guy that in uh, inner squad this year, he hit it over the scoreboard at Miller Park and into the trees in the parking lot of the Marriott Center. So, so out of the park and across the street. Across the street, yeah. And it, I felt like it was still going up when it hit the trees. The trees <laughs> the knocked tree it down. The trees stopped it, yeah. yes. Unbelievable power. Miller's 2-2 pitch to DJ. He's a kid who, it's an interesting story here. Coach Herring had been on him for a couple of years um, at a high school and whatnot, but he actually was a basketball prospect. He thought he was going to play college basketball and then decided to go play baseball um, because he hurt his knee and went and played baseball. And they thought he was going to get drafted last year at a junior college. McNew turns uh, on that and fouls it out of play. Count remains, two balls and two strikes. The knee hadn't fully recovered, and so we were lucky enough to, to get him to commit and come here. Fantastic kid. Has a big-time southern accent yeah. for being a Midwestern, right? Yeah. The guy... Great kid. Good family. Love having him in the program. McNew waiting for the 2-2 pitch from Miller. It's on its way. It's the old 52-footer right yeah. there. In the dirt and goes all the way back to the backstop. 3-2 and two now. Noah Hill on deck. BYU leading 6-2. It's a 2-2 ball game, and then the Cougars scored four runs in the top of the seventh inning. This is not the time to relax offensively. Keep putting the pedal to the metal. I mentioned it just a few moments ago. This is a team that's allowed ten runs in the last two games. And that's a walk for D.J. McNew as that ball was nowhere near the strike zone. I actually really love that, that at-bat by D.J. because he got 0-2. And battle, battle, fouled a couple of hard pitches off. Battle, battle. And then took his walk, right? The Cougs are really good offensively when they take their walks. When, we, when they take their walks, they become such a more pure offensive team. And they don't make those little mistakes. Because then they're swinging in the zone. And when they do that, they don't swing and miss very often. Noah Hill at the plate. DJ McNew at first base. Noah, the bunt. Third baseman's over to make the grab and over to first. Nice job by Sanchez. Moved up. Made a routine play over to first base for the first out, but Noah does his job and advances DJ McNew to second base. Yeah, good quality at bat there by Noah Hill. Shortstop. Nice good Carson sack Matthews. bunt, nice and easy advance. And see if Carson Matthews here can uh, drive in that run. Carson Matthews facing Tyler Miller. Freshman on freshman battle here. First pitch from Miller taken for strike one. Top of the order. 
Coming up next, Danny Jelilich is on deck. No one pitch to Carson. Miller took something off of that. Carson swung right over the top for strike two. The one thing about Carson is uh, he likes the swing. He loves the swing. He's not afraid to get up there and get cheated. He needs to be uh, honed it down a few times, right, and get more in the zone. But he's an aggressive kid, and when he gets the pitch to hit, he hammers it. 0-2 pitch is a ground ball to the second baseman, Itchy Burtz, over to first for out number two. McNew advances on to third. Center fielder, Danny Danny Jelilich comes to the plate with two outs and a runner at third base. But you can't guess that this is my favorite situation. Two outs and a runner in scoring position? I just love it. <laughs> well, BYU's done a really nice job they today. They, they, they certainly have. They really have. Hey, and that middle's wide open again. Right up the middle, once again, you could drive a semi-truck through there. Quite frankly, you could probably drive two or three. Well, you could drive them. You could actually have a semi-truck sideways with a double trailer that probably could go sideways through that hole. What we're trying to tell you is <laughs> <It's> huge. <laughs> the hole up the middle is gigantic right now. <laughs> 1-0 pitch to Jelilich. High for ball two. Hey, and, and Danny, his last at-bat, had a really good piece of hit and hitting that, that line drive to right that kind of got that inning going. So usually big hits like that start to – to loosen the player up a little bit and breed a little more confidence for him. Oh, and this now is the first, ball three. This is also the first at bat today that, that that Danny didn't swing at the first pitch, so that's also a good sign too. He loves to hack at that first pitch. Well, hey, when your first at bat of the season is a stand up triple on the first pitch, on the first pitch, <laughs> three and zero pitch to Jelilich, taken for strike one. And Danny didn't necessarily agree. He started to make his way down to first base. I love his aggressiveness. As long as he's swinging at pitches in the zone, I'm happy with it. McNew at third base, two outs, 3-1 pitch to Danny Jelilich, taken high for ball four, and now with two outs, it'll be runners on the corners with the first baseman, Brian Sue, coming to the plate. BYU basketball in action right now. Hosting the Dons of San Francisco at the Marriott Center. 8.44 to go in the first. Cougars with a one-point lead at 22-21. So Sue had an uncharacteristically bad strikeout his last time up. He's a guy that usually just clutches up and finds a way to put a ball in play to score runs. And had a pretty good at-bat, just got to a full count, fouled a couple off, and then struck out on a pretty good slider. But uh, knowing him, he's a guy that's like, I want to make up for it and get an RBI right here. First pitch from Miller is a strike. The 0-1 pitch to Sue. Swing and a miss for strike two. It's a good slider right there. First time facing the guy is tough because you just, the scouting report says what he has and you have an idea, but until you see it, you, see the movement. Yeah, you yeah. just don't know yeah. the way that the, the, the break's going to go. Is it going to go side to side, up and down? It's tough. 0-2 pitch to Brian Sue on its way. Outside. Got the runners in a little bit of a jam. Jelilich was running to second. DJ took off for home. Couldn't get back. And the throw from Osborne gets DJ McNew out at third base. We head to the bottom of the eighth inning. BYU leading 6-2 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard. 
Couple of changes for BYU in the bottom of the eighth inning. New pitcher, Blake Inouye, taking over for Reed McLaughlin. Nice job by Reed. Inouye on the mound. First batter he will face. It's the center fielder, number seven, Nick Anderson. Also at third base, Casey Jacobson takes over for DJ McNew. Anderson swinging a foul. Really pulling for Blake right here to get back to being who he was. He had such a great fall, had a pretty good year for us last year. His first two outings this year for us haven't been as expected. His first outing, you know, he had a fantastic job of getting the first two outs, and then he walked a guy and gave up a hit that gave up the lead, and then he started against Cal and gave up the, four, uh, the three runs in the first. 0-1 pitch taken for strike two. 0-2 the count. To Nick Anderson. So you really hope he just comes out here and can have a really a clean inning and get back to being the confident and, and successful in a way because he's got he's got the second fastest spin rate on our team, right? And all those analytical guys out there that love that part of the game, which I'm not a huge fan of. I, I get it, but I'm not a huge fan of it. And the guy has really good stuff and can really help us this year. The one-two pitch, high and inside. Anderson reacted like he thought he was going to get hit. Evens the count at two balls and two strikes. On deck is Thomas Jeffries, the fourth, the Islanders' right fielder. 2-2 pitch. Called strike three. Blake Inouye gets him looking. Man, he has an unbelievable changeup. And when you haven't seen it before, it's a tough pitch to lay off of and he didn't swing at that he thought oh it's gonna uh, it's gonna be a fastball away and it broke back in so good pitch Thomas Jeffries at the plate left handed batter facing Blake Inouye Blake from Henderson Nevada Jeffries has such an interesting stance look at the way that he stands it's like his as a left-handed hitter, his front foot is almost outside the batter's box. How wide he gets here. Watch this. And then he ducks down. And he ducks down, and then... 0-1 pitch. It's the inside corner. He'll double, he'll double tap, and in my opinion, a lot of wasted movement, but some people need that. They, they need to have that kind of... It's whatever works for them, I guess. Quirkiness, or however you want to say it, because it works. They like it. Blake ahead, 0-2. The 0-2 pitch... What's funny, uh, us hitters, though, I remember this time in college with myself where I went for an 0-15 streak, right? And it's like, i got to change my stance. It's got to be my <laughs> stance, right? You know, and, and always constantly changing things. And when you finally stick with something, usually you're more successful yeah. instead of being that mental midget that's constantly just, like, having to fix something every single time. 0-2 pitch. Great pitch. Jeffries in for strike three, looking back-to-back strike threes from Blake Inouye and now two away and you talked about this you wanted to see a productive and something that Blake could feel really yeah. good about he's had that so far well and what I really like is that Blake's nemesis as a pitcher has been the 0-2-1-2 counts he's given up a lot of 0-2-1-2 hits in his career and he got 0-2 and 1-2 and 2-2 on those batters and struck him out looking on fantastic pitches so good start to this inning for Blake facing the catcher Drake Osborne 
Because to have a good depth in the bullpen for us this year, we're going to have to have Blake Inouye. He's just got that good of stuff. So, so far so good this weekend with Blake. BYU with the 6-2 lead. We're in the bottom of the eighth. Inouye on the mound. 1-0 count to Osborne. Outside for ball two. There's two outs. BYU out hitting Corpus Christi 11-7. Four teams involved in the Clyburg Bank Baseball Classic. Oral Roberts in Ohio State also involved. 2-0 pitch in for strike one. 2-1 two and one the count to number four, Drake Osborne, the catcher. Yeah, five years ago we were at this Classic. I wasn't on the radio or on the staff, and, and, and neither were you. Um, but I know they had a good experience coming out here. Had a couple of tough ones. 2-1 pitch, low for I know that was uh, that was a year that uh, we had Colton Mahoney, who's in the minor leagues with the uh, Marlins right now, who had just come off of being the MVP, uh, the pitcher of the year in the Cape Cod League. And we were facing TCU in this game here in the game two, and it was a, a fun little matchup pitching-wise. Colton struggled that day, and they had Finnegan going, who was uh, a Roy. He actually got drafted that same year and brought up to the Royals for their World Championship season. In the I remember pin. that. And now I think Left he got traded to the Reds. Yes, he was part of the Reds. Yeah. He's so, that Reds deal, yes. Yeah, so, but, uh, so you had two guys who you know, were supposed to be high draft picks facing each other, and, 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 and Colton struggled early, and, and TCU won that game. But that, uh, those are kind of matchups that you live for and, and you, you love to see. Osborne wins that matchup with Inouye and earns a walk. Mike Williams, the next batter that Blake will face. Williams with a bunt, but bunts it foul. I actually like that uh, that call with Williams, right? You have a new third baseman in the game, and you're down by runs. So, hey, a a two-run shot here doesn't really – I mean, it helps you, but it doesn't win you a game. So your job is to try to find a way to get on base. And if you can drag bunt there and get on, now you have two guys on, and and things start to get a little more interesting. Osborne on first. There's two outs. Williams at the plate. The 0-1 pitch from Blake Inouye. In for strike two. Good command with that inside fastball right there. BYU and Ohio State tomorrow, 2 o'clock Central Time, 1 o'clock Mountain Time on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Be on BYU Radio and ESPN 960 tomorrow. We're here at Whataburger Field. Corpus Christi, Texas. Chef, we're going to get you a Whataburger before this weekend's over. I'll eat one. Okay. I went to Whataburger in Arizona. Did you? Remember we were attempting to go to uh, get oh, a burrito, right. and they that's were closing, right. his, closing it down on us, so that's we ended right. up going to Whataburger. 0-2 pitch outside. And I, I love that pitch right there. Ball one. That is a good pitch. It's a fastball running away that, hey, you're either going to get the call strike on a, on a borderline pitch or he's going to swing through it, but he can't do anything with that pitch. Good location right there and miss. Two outs, one-two count. In away facing Williams. One-two pitch is outside, evening the count at two balls and two strikes. Well, this is where you got to finish him. Two and two, you don't want to get to full. But if you get to full, the runner at first is taken off, which means he can score with a, a ball in the gap. So you want to go finish him with this pitch right here. In away's two-two pitch. A little flare right near the left field line. Nice job by Mitch McIntyre to move to his right and make the catch. That'll retire the Islanders in the bottom of the eighth. 
We head to the top of the ninth. Cougars leading 6-2 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard. Top of the ninth underway here at Whataburger Field in Corpus Christi, Texas. Cougars with the 6-2 lead. Brian Sue at the plate swinging through strike one. And Tyler Miller. No one pitch. Low and inside for ball one. Evening the count at one ball and one strike. One one pitch is high. Now two balls and a strike to Brian Sue, the BYU first baseman with Brock Hale on deck. One pitch, ground ball to the third baseman. Sanchez, nice glove. Over to first base, Marbach makes the catch, and that's one away here in the top of the ninth. Sanchez is a good player. He really is. I mean, he just makes the plays. Everything seems to be real under control with him. I mean, I'm still impressed with that bunt that Keaton made. It was a f- <laughs> I mean, that ball is a perfect bunt. It him to be able to make that play. It was fantastic. Brock Hale comes to the plate facing Tyler Miller. First pitch to Brock. It's taken for strike one. BYU led two to nothing. Bottom of the fifth. Islanders score two to tie the game, but it was four runs in the top of the seventh. But BYU were able to get their lead, the lead they have currently now at 6-2. to 0-2 to Brock Hale. Miller's pitch way outside. One ball and two strikes. Nice first half by BYU basketball, leading by three. Don't tell the scores. Don't tell the I don't, scores. I don't have to worry about the Facebook Live you're people right. We're good. We're me. good. We're good, yeah. <laughs> so. If you're on the radio listening and you're not watching the game and you're DVRing it, sorry. I love technology. can be in the booth calling a baseball game, watching basketball. Kip, Kip was right. I love technology. Yes, he was. <laughs> two, two count to Brock Hale. What a classic movie. Great movie. But not as much as you, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Count still two and two. To Hale, one out, nobody on. Jackson Clough on deck. The freshman Tyler Miller on the mound for the Islanders. 2-2 pitch. Got him in on the hands. Over to Sanchez at third. Ground ball is gloved and... Hale is thrown out at first base for two outs here in the top of the ninth. Well, Clough's last three at-bats here, he's hit balls hard. He hit that screamer at first that was an out. He hit a hard ball to short that was an out. And then he got finally one that landed outside of a fielder for a double and a big double in that four-run seventh that we had. He's seen the ball well tonight. Jackson coming to the plate with two outs, nobody on. We're in the top of the ninth. BYU with a four-run lead. It's 6-2. 6-11-2 for BYU. 2-7-2 for Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Clough behind 0-1. The 0-1 pitch from Miller. Taken for strike two. Doesn't a really good job this inning. He's got 0-2 to every batter. Just attacking. I'd like to see that from a young guy. The 0-2 pitch to Jackson. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Miller retires the Cougars in order in the top of the ninth. We go to the bottom of the ninth. BYU looking to close things out on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. 
This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Jason Shepard. Blake Inouye back out to pitch the bottom of the ninth inning. First batter he faces is Andrew Martinez. Grounds the ball to the third baseman, Casey Jacobson, makes the grab, throws to first, and there's a collision between Martinez and Sue, but Sue able to hang on to the ball for the first out, and that's one pitch and one out here in the bottom of the ninth inning for Blake Inouye and the BYU Cougars. Nice job by Casey Jacobson. That was right, that was a borderline hit, whether or not you're going to let that go to see if it goes foul, and Casey with a nice job to glove it, and he was playing back a little bit, so it was a longer throw normally than you would have for if you're playing it straight up at third base. Trevor Beard, the pinch hitter for the Islanders. Beard is a catcher from San Clemente, California. 5'10", 214-pound junior. First pitch from Inouye is outside for ball one. The 1-0 pitch from Blake. Foul tip straight back into the netting. Evens the count at one ball and one strike. We're in the bottom of the ninth inning from Whataburger Field. Jason Shepard and Tuckett Slade with you on the broadcast here on BYU Radio 107.9 FM. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. BYU with a 6-2 lead. That 1-1 pitch from Inouye is in for swing and a miss, strike two. One out, nobody on. BYU looking to close things out. Came into today's game against the Islanders with a record of 2-2. Two and two. The Islanders were 2-3. and three. They played one more game than BYU had. BYU playing Ohio State tomorrow. 1-2 pitch, right back up to Inouye. Ground ball is able to get it and throw to first before Beard can get there. Quickly two away here in the bottom of the ninth. The Islanders down to their final out. Nice job by Blake. The ball was grounded right at him, and he bobbled, bobbled the ball initially and able to maintain composure, grab the ball, and make an easy throw over to first for the second out. BYU's got some really good pitching today. Jared Lesser, Reed McLaughlin, Blake Inouye, done a nice job in limiting this Corpus Christi team to just two runs. The batter, the first baseman, Luke Marbach. First pitch from Inouye is outside for ball one. one pitch. Gets the outside corner, evening the count at one ball and one strike. The Cougars and the Buckeyes tomorrow at 2 o'clock local time, 1 p.m. mountain time on the new skin BYU Sports Network. We'll be on BYU Radio as well as ESPN 960 and the apps. The 1-1 pitch to Marbach. Ground ball foul just past the third base line. Casey was there to make the play just in case. 
Corpus Christi down to its final strike. One ball, two strikes, two outs, nobody on. In a way, facing Luke Marbach. Blake trying to close things out right here. The 1-2 pitch taken high for ball two. Two balls and two strikes. Marbach is grounded out. Picked up a single. And on base due to a BYU error. The 2-2 pitch to Marbach. Swing and a pop fly. It's going to get out of play off to the right side. And the count will remain. Two balls and two strikes. They've reached halftime at the Marriott Center. BYU basketball hosting San Francisco. And after 20 minutes, Cougars with a four-point lead at 38-34. Here in Corpus Christi, Texas, Cougars one strike away from a victory over the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. 2-2 pitch. Lined in the left field. McIntyre there makes the catch. And that'll do it. The BYU Cougars improved to 3-2. and two. They beat the Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi by a final score of 6-2. We'll be back on the other side. We'll let you know more about this win. We'll also talk with the BYU player and the head coach, Mike Littlewood. It's all coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.